the Ultra Flex Football Podcast, where we have fun with our friends while we talk about football. I'm your host, Anthony Sutton. With me is Rob Green. Hey, hey. And Ryan Wheeler, who gets to kick us off this week. Hey, hey. So I am back to the top, boys. I get to do my segment first. Here is the drop. I feel like that drop sounds a little too goofy as if like my stuff doesn't isn't actually like important. And I tell you what, I got something so important for you guys. Did you know this isn't actually important? This is really stupid. Did you know that the Pony Express only lasted 18 months? I was, yeah, I, I knew that. Did you really know that? No, I didn't know that. You didn't I would have never have known. So it feels like something that would have lasted a while. I don't know. Yeah, I would have thought that it lasted like probably at least 10 years, but it only lasted 18 months. However, the carriers covered a distance that is the equivalent of circling the Earth 30 times, and they delivered a total of 34,743 letters and only lost one bag. Mm. That's it. One bag. Do you know Those why? One lost bag. Do you know why it stopped? I do. Thank you for asking, Anthony. God, you are such a good question asker. So it ended in October of 1861 because the transcontinental telegraph system was invented by Samuel F.B. Morse, which put the Pony Express out of business. Well, screw that guy. Because how cool would it be if we were still getting mail on horses? I do it. Yeah, especially <laughs> for like my job. <laughs> that would be so awesome. It'd be fun to see some horses every day. It would be fun to ride the horses every day. Oh, you, yeah, you want to ride them? I, I think I, I think I want to ride them until I actually have to ride them and deliver mail at the same time. Like I feel like that'd be really difficult. I was gonna say it's probably not the most practical thing for Amazon, but it would make uh, you know, morale across the world a lot better. Oh yeah, to see see your mail carrier riding on a pony. I don't think you're getting same day delivery though. Oh, no. or even not. even next day. Yeah, absolutely not. There's no. It'd be a good. A lot of people would have have to be employed though. So I mean, yeah, unemployment would be an all time low. Unemployment would go down because you got to take care of the horses. You know the mail carriers ain't doing that. They're usually old people, and old people don't want to deal with horses. Can Can you ride horses? (laughs) Rob, you're in my brain again. We do this every now and then. Yes, we do. Perfect. Anything else you want to? Want to add, or is it that um, mic drop? Well, that little bit about you know why they went out of business—that was my last part. But you kind of led me perfectly into that. Cut so. you off? No, you didn't cut me off. You led me perfectly into it, and um, I just want to remind people: this is the Ultra Flex Football Podcast, so we are ultra flexible on what we talk about. This isn't just about football. This is about whatever we want to talk about. All right, what's next? Next again. This is sort of about football, but sort of not. We are ranking uniforms. Who do we like? I think this probably came up because the Cincinnati Bengals came out in the zebra uniforms, uh, which their helmet was absolute fire. But my third, I'm sort of cheating. I'm going to college for my third. My last two were NFL. My third is the UNC Tar Heels Argyle, white and baby blue, it's just 
really their basketball uniforms are the best uniform in all of sports. But I'll, I'll throw the football in there as a third here for the UNC football. I like it. No, no favoritism there though, right? Nope. And I don't know if it has you can see the helmet. Nothing to do with being a fan. If you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the helmet behind me. And then there'll be more favoritism coming up, and you can see that helmet too. <laughs> I yeah, I try to leave uh, my favorite teams out of this one, but I think the but Bills were Anthony. close to me. I think the Bills were close to making my list, but I didn't put them in my top three, so I stuck with all NFL teams. My number three I went with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I just love the purple and gold combo. It was a high Let's school colors, right? Oh, so Vikings, Rob, my man, solid jerseys. Number three for me is also the Vikings. Purple and gold represent West Valley. I feel and... like we should be blasting Lizzo behind you guys right now. <laughs> We're uh, in each other's heads again already. Twice this That's episode. Right. That's right. We have like 10 people from West Valley who can actually listen to this podcast and go, hey, I grew up there. But that's about it. So purple and gold, baby. Let's go. Vikings uniforms. My number three also. Nice. Number two, similar color. The Chargers powder blue. And it used to be throwback. They kind of they brought it back. The new helmet goes along great with it. So for me, the Charger blue is number two. My number two, the Las Vegas Raiders, the classic black and silver. Always love that look. That Even good. when they lose, which they do a lot now, they always look good. They do a lot of losing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, my number two is the Titans baby blue, sky blue, whatever you want to call it. That that light blue jersey with the dark blue pants. That looks so good. I love it. I, I couldn't keep my favorite team off it either. So, Anthony, what's your number one? Number one is my favorite team, but it is specifically the standing Buffalo. So that helmet is actually not behind me, but the throwback standing Buffalo with the red logo on the helmet and the white uh, jersey is my favorite by far. That's legit. Yeah, it's a clean look. I like it. Anthony, my number one is... uh... The Chargers powder blues Ooh. with the yellow, the lightning bolts on the sleeves. I love that look. I feel my like when favorite combo when LT or Ladanian Tomlinson was like at his all time prime, like that was the jersey to have. Yep. And I'm sure Herbert's jersey is always in the top five now for sales. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my number one is going to be the Bengals, the new Bengals uniforms. Those things were just so nasty. And Anthony, I think you're right. That's why this question got brought up and it made it my number one. Those helmets, just so awesome. Yeah, love them. Twitter was breaking over those things. So, uh, yeah, awesome helmets. If you're watching on YouTube, we might be a little bit more dressed up than uh, other podcasts or other episodes. Not really. Like we're not we're not uh, black tie or tire, but we dress up a little bit because. Instead of doing our week four takeaway, we are sort of a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, they kind of changed that now, and there's an extra game, so it's not really possible to be in exactly a quarter of a way. But we're going to do a way too early uh, award ceremony, hence the collared apparel. We might have to do uh, some ties for the end of season awards. Oh, yeah. Since we kind of already set the precedent here. So – 
Can you put a tie with a polo? Is that like a thing? Can you wear a tie with a polo? Uh, I'm, it... I'm sure with work from home, you could. Oh, okay. So like, I can get away with that? I, don't, I, I hate dressing up, man. I'm, I'm a casual guy. I like wearing t-shirts, muscle shirts, and basketball. I'm wearing basketball shorts with my polo right now. You guys even oh, yeah. have pants on? Basketball I got sweatpants on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, but wait to early ceremony to talk about the MVP for the first four weeks of the year, offensive player, defensive player, rookie of the year. And we're also going to talk about a surprise team uh, and then a disappointing team for the first four weeks. So I'll start with the MVP, my MVP. Again, a little bit of favoritism, but in this case, I don't really think so. Josh Allen is my MVP. Uh, to me, this came down to a handful of people, Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar, and Allen has uh, 100 more passing yards than Hurts and Mahomes, 400 more passing yards than Lamar. He has 14 total touchdowns when you look at passing and rushing, which is more than all three of them together. And uh, unfortunately, he's just kind of carrying the Bills offense at this point. I think he's getting last I heard it was like 83 percent of their offense that, that could be uh, updated. But he's carrying the offense and the Bills look like one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I'll second that pick. Josh Allen's my choice for MVP so far. Uh, to me, it was between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson at the end. And Josh beating Lamar kind of swayed it that way for me. And I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts for mine. I I do think that Josh Allen is probably the right answer right now. Hurts only has four passing touchdowns to two interceptions. And I think he's like fourth in the league right now in passing yards uh, with 1,120. But the dude is getting it done. I mean, he's leading the best team in the NFL right now, arguably. They haven't played many good teams, but, I mean, they did just beat the Jaguars after going down 14, um, come back and, and gave him a spanking. So... I think that that shows something. His his uh, rushing ability, those 53 attempts, 205 yards, and four touchdowns through four games. That guy, I mean, he's special. I think yeah, he, if was he, keeps... a, he was on my short list, too. Yeah, same here. I, I think if he keeps up his production, and obviously if, if they end up like, whatever, 15-2 and two or 16-1, and one, then he has a great chance. But I think right now he, he's definitely the most improved player. I mean, he went from... Oh, yeah. Yep. He went from a good quarterback to a top three, five quarterback. So yeah, he went from uh, a guy who didn't be... even know that he was going to be starting next year or not. So yeah, now it's so like, I think he yeah he's got that most improved player on lockdown. Um, it's probably hard for him to win MVP unless he starts throwing more touchdowns. But I could see it happening if they win, like you said, fifteen or sixteen games. Well, let's let's do some math here. If we extrapolate those four touchdowns, uh, what is four times four? Sixteen. So we're looking at about yeah, another game. We're looking at probably maybe seventeen touchdowns, eight yeah. interceptions. But if he keeps his rushing up, we're we're talking you know uh, eight nine hundred yards rushing and sixteen rushing touchdowns. But we're if Allen see these guys throw forty touchdowns, yeah. so if Allen has forty no touchdowns passing and then another seven rushing, that's gonna be hard to beat. Okay, fine. My MVP is Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, offensive player for me is Cooper Cup. I think there's a bunch of people you could put in here. Uh, but for me, it was Cooper Cup because he's on pace to shatter the most receptions in a year. Uh, he really is the only 
option in that offense. And people know that Matthew Stafford is going to throw him the ball like 12 times a game and he still gets 11 or 12 receptions out of it. Uh, seems to be unguardable and McVay seems to know how to get him the ball. So for me, it's Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's like their only target this year in that offense. <clears throat> my offensive player of the year to this point, I'm going with Lamar Jackson, the guy that I said was my runner-up for MVP. I think I struggle to see at this point the Ravens finishing first or second in the conference, which I believe when we did our awards predictions over the summer, that was one of the prerequisites. there was – to finish first or second in the conference for almost every MVP uh, in the last 15 years. So if he can't win the MVP because the Ravens aren't good enough, he's having such a good season that I expect to continue that I think he can win the offensive player award. Yeah, uh, I agree. My mine is also Cooper cup. Um, like Anthony said, he's on track to shatter the receiving record. He's, I, I was looking at his stats, and I'm like, that can't be right. He's got 42 receptions through four games. That's not possible, is it? He's got 54 targets and 42 receptions through four yeah, games. That's crazy. 400, like... The yardage <laughs> is low for the amount of receptions. It is. Because I think he was, like, fourth or fifth in yards, but... Yeah, this, the yardage looks weird, but, dude, 42 receptions through four games is blowing my mind. This offseason was all, like, there's no way Cooper Cup puts up the numbers he put up last year and he's going to put up better numbers. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like there was no way he was going to repeat what he did last year. And he's like, hold my drink. Watch what I'm about to do. This guy is insane. Ryan, do you want to go first for uh rookie of the year? Uh, do I want to? Yeah, I can go first. So my rookie of the year is Chris Olave. I just think, He's been, I mean, I think he's the best receiver um, in New Orleans right now. You, you guys know I'm high on Jameis Winston, but this guy is definitely showing up. Uh, 21 receptions, 335 yards, and a touchdown so far with almost 16 yards per, per catch. Um, he's just been absolutely, he, he looks great out there. Uh, and I wanted to like kind of compare Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, but I, I wanted to go with Chris Olave. I just think he's doing more right now. I believe I said on this podcast at some point that I think Chris Olave finishes wide receiver one on the the Saints in fantasy this year. So, like that pick so far. Yeah, I remember that. Then... Should have make it a hot, I should have made it a hot take, but I don't... I don't think I did. I don't know if it was a hot enough take is the problem. So. <clears throat> I'll, I'll go, go second again. Uh, All right, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, was say, I, I have the same pick. So yeah, it matches up. Mine will be quick. And the only thing I'll add to that, he's, he has the ninth most receiving yards in the league right now. So for a rookie to, to come in and, and do that his first four games is impressive. So, But yeah, I'll second everything Ryan said. Yeah, I, I like the choice. He was my second pick, but I went with Damian Pierce. Um, he, I believe, was top. 10 in rushing yards, which is pretty impressive for a rookie. So I expect that to continue. And I think uh, he's kind of just been the the best piece of that Texans offense through four weeks, which isn't great, but not hard to do. <laughs> yeah. So he's defensive, my defensive player of the year. Rob, who you got? Nick Bosa. 
49ers. Uh, he just looks great this year. He's got, I think it was like two sacks in three games and one in, in the other one. Uh, so he's been consistently good to start the season, or great, you could even say. And I believe he's tied for the league lead in sacks. So Nick Bosa. Has a, and they're the best he, defense right now. So. Does he have it by himself, or is he tied for? He's tied with a couple guys. The guy from Steelers, right? Yeah, Steelers and there's uh can't think of the other guy right now. That's okay. Uh I'm I'm just gonna jump in and, and, and jump right on Rob's train here. Uh Bosa. Uh Nick Bosa is also my defensive player. Anthony, are you on this train with us? Choo -choo. I'm, uh I'm not on the train, but I will say D'Amico Ryan's is probably gonna be a head coach in the next year or two. He's got that defense playing ridiculously well. But I am on the the Parsons train. He has, he has less sacks. He's got four sacks, but uh I'm gonna talk about it more in a second. That defense is carrying the Cowboys. Uh so for him and that defense to do what they're doing. I, I think as long as he can keep it close with the sack numbers with Bosa or whoever's in the lead, uh, I think because he's a cowboy, he'll probably get some extra votes. He's got less sacks than Bosa. Just remember he's that. the strong betting favorite right now still, though. He's like plus 150 to win it or something crazy. Uh, speaking of surprise teams, I'll, I'll, I'll just transition into that. So I'm already talking about that for me. So again, in, uh, the, the thinking behind this is who is having a better year than we may have thought, uh, going into the season and the Cowboys being three and one, isn't necessarily a surprise if you would have asked us two months ago, but the fact that they lost one of the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks, probably 10 quarterbacks, no matter how you look at it in the league and that they can still end the first quarter three and one uh, is a testament to their defense one. Uh, and also the fact that Cooper Rush was able to just jump in and not turn the ball over and play smart football. I think if most teams lost a top 10 quarterback, uh, I think they would be in trouble. I think of, you know, if Aaron Rodgers were to get hurt, I don't think the Green Bay Packers would be all that that great. Or even at the Bills, I mean, we don't win three out of four games to start the year if Josh Allen's hurt. So to me, it's impressive that the Cowboys uh, are still three and one. Rob, yeah, would you I like, like to go next? Sure. Uh, my surprise team, which I thought Anthony would pick, but it makes sense that he didn't because he was high on them to begin with. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No surprise here, baby. Out. No surprise yeah. here. <laughs> so I did expect them to be improved, but I think to the extent that they have improved is surprising to me. Um, they're two and two on the year, so it's not like they're, you know, a top end team. But from where they've come from the last couple of years, uh, it's a lot. Big improvement for them. And to blow out a team like the Chargers, 38 to 10, was a statement that I think they're not a team to be taken lightly anymore. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. The The Jaguars are actually my um, surprise team as well. I was, you know, beating my drum saying how the Jaguars are terrible all <laughs> offseason. They go in um, to Washington week one, they lose. And I was like, oh, yeah, baby, here it goes. We're about to have another one of those seasons for the Jaguars. Then they shut out the Indianapolis Colts. And that doesn't seem as impressive now 
as it did week two. But they still blanked the Indianapolis Colts 24. Uh, Colts. Colts Any shutout in the NFL is, is impressive, and the Colts beat the it's, Chiefs. No, it, it's impressive, but the Titans just beat the Colts, too. Like the, the Colts are just not a good team, and the Titans are not a good team either, but I think they are still the best team in the AFC South. But that's beside the point. Um, and then, like you said, Rob, they, they just went and mollywopped the, the Los Angeles Chargers 38-10, to 10, and then they had a lead on Philadelphia, 14-0, and then Philly just kind of came back and reminded them where they belong. But they do have like teams like Houston coming up. They have Indy, who they obviously, like I just said, they just beat the snot out of them. They have the Giants and then Denver and then Las Vegas. So they have a pretty relatively easy schedule coming up the next five games. I think they could probably get... That's at least four wins. Um, no, I was going to say maybe two or three. <laughs> and they, they have a really good defense this year, too. They do. So they can stay in all these games. If Trevor Lawrence takes a step, they could really become a, a dangerous team. Absolutely. Rob, do you want to go with your disappointing team? Yeah. My disappointment is the LA Chargers so far. I know they're also 2-2, two and two, so it's not the end of the world for them. There's still time to turn it around. But from what I think everybody expected this year, they haven't looked good. I know Herbert got hurt, and hopefully he's over that and starts to turn it around for them. Well, I guess as Bills fans, we don't necessarily want that, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, they've allowed the third most points so far in the league which was surprising to me because they put so much money into that defense um, they can't stop the run yeah they're they're struggling so they are my biggest disappointment and they're playing in what was supposed to be the toughest division this year Crazy. I guess we're going to see because I think you guys might have some disappointing teams from uh, the AFC West as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, win. I do too. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, I came into the season all on the Raiders train. Well, most of the Jaguars train, but also on the Raiders train and specifically Derek Carr's train. And and I, I knew he was teaming up with his best friend, uh, getting one of the best receivers in the league. He already had Waller and Renfro, and he was getting a new coach with Josh McDaniels. So I thought that offense was going to be very, very good, and they are very, very average, to say that lightly. They are one in three, and it just doesn't seem to be that they're going to make the playoffs. And I think at one point I said Derek Carr has the potential to be a top five fantasy quarterback. That sounds so bad now. That's one of the worst takes that's been on this uh, podcast. So <laughs> I'll take that. Well, just wait he is like QB12 right now, so it's not yeah. impossible. It's funny. I was thinking about that when you were talking about the Chargers because it seems like Justin Herbert is having a bad year, and he's leading the league in passing yards. In the yards, yeah. He's still <laughs> chucking it. I believe so. Russell Wilson's QB12, but uh, – yeah, he, I said he was around QB12. Like he always uh, is. He's always right there. Yeah, he's number 13. Yeah. Yeah, Carr's 13. Carr's always somewhere around 12. You know, sometimes – Sometimes you get, you know, your best friend together with you and like Carr and Adams, and it just doesn't work as well as, you know, us three. Like, we just got the best friends. We're the best of friends. Do, do, do. I thought you were going with, I thought you were going with the three best friends anyone's ever had. But you, you what is that? Hangover. Hangover. Yeah. The three best friends anyone has ever had. You I haven't seen that movie in so long, guys. Yeah, you have to rewatch it. I guess I'm surprised you forgot that. I did. Is it three or four? Because there's four of them, but I can't, when they're when they're on the roof, I think it's just the three of them. 
Wait, there's four of those? Oh, I thought you meant four movies. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no. There, there's four guys that are the movie's about. But I can't remember in the movie if, when they're on the roof and he says that, if it's three or four. I don't know. Well, you ruined my song that I was singing, so I guess I'll just yeah, move on to my, my most disappointing team, which we were supposed to you know, be in corroboration and working together well, and then you completely ruined my song, but whatever, Anthony. Uh, what my... <laughs> My most disappointing team is the Denver Broncos, and it started week one. How do you go into Seattle with, with Russell Wilson and that, that team that was just supposed to be really good this year? I picked them to be, to win the, that division, um, and they look bad. Like I said, they lost to Seattle. They go to Houston, and it looked like for a long time during that game that they were going to lose that game also. So losing to Seattle, almost losing to Houston. They go to um, San Francisco goes there. They somehow pull out the 11 to 10 win. Terrible game. And then they go to Las Vegas and give your disappointing team, Rob, their only win. So, and they My lose 32. team was the Chargers. Yeah, oh, it's sorry. Raiders. Anthony, your disappointing team. I, I should listen better. See, I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, they give your disappointing team their right. only win. Ryan's battling through uh, an illness right now, so give him some credit. He's he's a little hyped up on some meds. I, my meds are called coffee. This is this is like the MJ flu game right here. Yeah, I'm doing my best here. So if you don't like it, I don't care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying my best, guys. <laughs> uh, cool. So that's the the quarter, somewhat quarter uh, season awards. Uh, we'll do this again at the halfway mark and then we'll have a big shebang at the end of the year for the, the end of the yeah. year awards. Uh, we're switching over to Rob's segment. Before we move on. I, oh, no. Oh. Darn. Man. You had to say we were so I, in line. So I've been and, sitting on this one for a while since we were talking about the sack leaders, but Bosa is alone at the top with six. I just wanted to point I, that out. That's what I thought. He's got six. Alex Highsmith has five and a half. Ice. And there's like a three-way tie with five. Khalil Mack, Rashawn Gary. And shout out to Jordan Poyer also for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he yes. was a name that all three of us brought up when we were discussing our, our defensive player um, of the years at this point. But he missed a game. He's leading the league in interceptions. And Anthony, what did you say? He's only allowed like three. three com- I saw it on Twitter. He, he allowed three completions, but I didn't. Oh, you saw it on Twitter, then it has to be true. Okay, exactly. well, yeah, we'll just... <laughs> Anything you see on the internet's always true. Yeah, automatically. All right, well, I ruined the drop. Actually, Rob ruined the drop. No, I so did, yeah. I'm going to drop it again. Yeah, was Got your paper and your uh, Sharpie? I don't have a Sharpie, but I can, Next I can time. make my pen really thick. Okay. Question one for trivia time. What year was the color television introduced to consumers? Mm. A, 1933, B, 1945, C, 1953, or D, 1967? So 33, 45, 53, or 67. Uh, my answer, Anthony, don't look. I'm showing the camera. C. I 
D. Okay, the Mine answer is C, 1953. Come on. It, it didn't take off right away, um, so it took about probably 10 or 15 years till it really hit, but 10 years later, 98% of homes still didn't have color TVs. Um, and at that point, they cost $300, which is about 2500 in today's money. Oh, my goodness for just like the cheapest model when they first came out in like 1953 they were like over a thousand dollars which was crazy back then yeah all right i got a, I got a two question lead going into Another this one question. for anthony i wasn't supposed to lose ground today question two what is the best-selling video game of all time hmm you got any guesses before I give you the, the uh, choices? I have no idea. I would guess. Oh, you look like he, I thought your face was like, oh, I know this one. Right. I mean, Elden Ring was pretty sweet, but that's <laughs> so recent. Just came out like six months ago. I know. All right. A, Grand Theft Auto 5. B, Minecraft. C, Super Mario Brothers. Or D, Wii Sports. Oh, man. Those are some. Oh, those are all so good. Which which good one was um, options there? Can you read those again real quick? Sorry. Yeah. Uh GTA five, Minecraft, Super Mario Brothers. That's the original nineteen whatever it was, eighty five. And Wii Sports. All right. I've got Super C. Mario. Super Mario. You're both wrong. And uh, that was the the lowest amount of copies <laughs> sold of all four of those games uh the correct answer is b minecraft with 238 million copies sold have you guys ever tried it in 11 i actually have never no i've yeah, seen they, it played but i've never played i did it, it myself. a couple times with megan's cousins but I, it's it's i don't know why people are so into it <laughs> right I've, I've tried it before and i was like okay i am bored out of my That's mind like, and they've sold like enough copies for every person in the U.S. pretty much to have a copy, which is crazy. Uh, so that was the the most second most all time was GTA Five with 150 wow. million. It's almost 100 million more to Minecraft. No wonder this and world's messed up. There was a few more in between, but Wii Sports was at 83, and Super Mario Brothers was at 58. I put those two on just to try to trick you guys, and it worked. worked. I thought you might think like, oh, Wii Sports, maybe they were with every Wii console sold that'd be like one so i thought i'd trick you guys but i think i, didn't, I didn't think that far i just heard super mario and i was like oh, it's gotta be it that's that was exactly where my mind went to i went it's gotta be super mario it's got like the most popular game ever right apparently not probably i mean it's definitely one of the most popular series of all time yeah but Ooh, probably less people point. playing in the you know 80s right than there is now so you said you said it was the original Super Mario Bros, right? That's why. Okay, I was just thinking all Super Mario. Even games then, that was the that had the most sales of any Mario game, though. But if you combine all, if the you Mario combine games, them all, then yeah, I'm sure they would probably be. I think that's what we were thinking. Yeah, they'd so. definitely be ahead of just Minecraft by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rob's trivia is done for this week. I've got a two-question lead. One day Ryan will catch up to me. I hope so. Maybe. 
We're jumping into fantasy time, stardom, sit'em, talk about who we like, who we don't like. I will start with quarterback. For me, my start at quarterback this week is Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, This is more who he's playing with and who they are playing versus actually Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Jets are bottom 10 pass defense. Uh, his skill is perfect for the weapons he has, which is get the ball out quick, get it to Waddle and Hill. Uh, I feel like McDaniel will put him in a spot to do that. And I, I trust Hill and Waddle to break away. By the way, Jalen Waddle has the best touchdown celebration in the league right now. Um, and yeah, so start Teddy Bridgewater. All right. Uh, you want to go second? Go- can I go next? Yeah, you can go second. Okay, cool. So uh, I, I just wanted to be held accountable to my sometimes great, sometimes terrible advice. And last week, I told people to start Jared Goff. And boy, was that a good choice. 33.2 points last week. And this week, I am saying you should go with my man, Jameis Winston playing a bad Seattle defense. Hold on a second. Is he? Do we know if he's definitely playing? If he's playing, play Jameis Winston. He didn't practice playing, today. Playing a bad Seattle defense, giving up 282 yards on average and over 21 points per game to QBs. And guess who they just gave up 378 yards and four touchdowns to? Mr. Goff. I thought you guys were going to answer that, but last week, it was my guy last week. So I'm going to stay with whoever's playing, whoever's throwing against that Seattle defense. So I was just going to ask if Dalton starts, you still ben Dalton. start Dalton. Okay. So you're attacking the matchup there. Attacking the matchup, baby. Nice. My start is a guy that I had as a sit a couple weeks ago. I don't feel as good about it now because he was, he missed practice today and uh, I think he had a shoulder, they said, or something, but Tom Brady. Uh, but he did have his best game of the year last week against the Chiefs, even though they lost, threw for 385 and three touchdowns. His wide receivers are back and healthy now with Godwin. Evans is back off suspension, and they're playing the Falcons, who are allowing the 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, got Brady. Start as long as he Brady. plays. I'm going to go to sit at quarterback. Uh, I just realized I have a lot of players from one game here, so you'll, you'll kind of catch on to a theme here. But my sit at quarterback, at quarterback is Jimmy G. And I mostly say that because I think the 49ers are going to manhandle the Panthers defensively, so they're not going to be giving up any points to the Panthers, and they're going to be eating – uh, Baker Mayfield up. So I think the 49ers get up early and then Shanahan just runs the ball for the rest of the game. That doesn't really give Jimmy G the opportunity to get very many points. So my, my sit is Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's a good one. Um, so my sit last week was Kirk Cousins. He finished last week with 12.92 points. So I feel like that was a pretty good decision. <clears throat> My set this week is, I think I've already used him, and I'm going to use him again until he proves otherwise, uh, Justin Fields. 
and his 67 pass attempts through four games. It's just hilariously bad. Um, that's 17 passes per game if you are any good at math. Um, but that's an absolute nightmare for, for a QB trying to get fantasy points unless they're rushing very effectively and efficiently, and he is not. He had a good, a decent game last week rushing, but, but that's, that's it, man. And he's only completing about 50% of those 17 passes per game. So where are the fantasy points coming from? They're just simply not there. Here's a, a stat for you, Ryan, just to to back up our Cooper Cup argument from earlier as well. Cooper Cup has more receptions than Justin Fields has completions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's bad. I love it. Yeah, Fields shouldn't be anywhere near your lineup right now. No. I was going to say, what, bye week start next week, right? Week six? Yeah. Yep. So uh, for for now, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, unfortunately, people are probably gonna have to start them <laughs> uh, once buys start, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want to have to play him, <laughs> even with bye weeks. So I actually looked up on Keep Trade Cut, like what a fair offer, what that value is on Keep Trade Cut for Justin Fields, and that uh, tells you like the dynasty value for um, what do they call that crowd sourcing, where you get like a bunch of people's input. So they call that yeah. user. Yeah. They input their who they would keep trading cut, and then it generates values based on that and ranks right. the players. So the value of Justin Fields on keep trade cut right now is about equal to Matt Ryan in a late second twenty a twenty twenty three second round pick. That's Justin Fields' value. And Hi, let Matt me tell you. I sent that offer to the person who owns Justin Fields, and they messaged me back and said, you've got to be kidding me. You think that's his value right now? And I was like, I mean, some people must think that's his value right now. So I had to at least try. Are if I have Matt Ryan that... in a second, I'm not, I'm not accepting that. Yeah, I'm not trading that for Fields right now. Oh, my. Are we even sure he has the job next year? No. So, like, I might just take the pick just because it, at least you could trade it. Holy crap. So I actually, I mean, I'm not saying I would trade Fields for a second, but if you could get Matt Ryan on top of it, I mean, I guess you're unless you're a rebuilding team, then I guess you take the quarterback and just hope. I'm, but I'm saying there's almost no scenario I'm trading for Justin Fields. Yeah, he's looked so bad. I I kind of agree. That's. I, I wish you guys would go talk to the guy that told me that I'm crazy now. But he also doesn't want to sell low, so I get it. If I had him, I wouldn't trade him for that. But I also would never give that up. But you might be looking at a zero sell opportunity soon. Like yeah. if he keeps playing yep. terrible, you're not going to be able to get rid of the guy. Like you're looking at a fifth round pick, maybe something like that. That's what I'm saying. If you're a contender, I, you I definitely think we're already there, pick, in I, my I, opinion. <laughs> wow, Anthony is completely out on fields. He's like bad. Oh yeah, but the coaching and yeah, and I'm not sure that that they're gonna actually wait for him to turn it around to build around him. They didn't really put much around him to begin with. So are they going to wait two more years? Will they build the team around him to see if he turns it around? I doubt it. I mean, Trubisky's proven that he's not that great. He'll probably be a career backup. But they also have they also didn't put anything around him for the last, whatever, six years ago. So now it's been seven years and two high quarterbacks being picked and they've gotten nothing out of it. So I, some of it's on the player, obviously, but also some of it's on the, the franchise, and I don't trust the franchise. Anthony, please tell me you would rather have Trubisky over Fields. 
please. No, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Fantasy, I don't want either. Okay. May honestly, maybe in real life, yeah, I think I would take in real life on my team. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't think the production you get from either one of them is going to be amazing. So I don't see the big difference. I'm sending this episode to that guy. I'm gonna be like, you need to listen, starting at like 35 minutes. <laughs> if you think, well, no, I, I phrased that wrong. If Justin Fields is on the Steelers, do you think he produces much more than Trubisky did? E yes. Uh, there's, I would hope so. Plethora of weapons That's... in in yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, he just has none right it's, now. It's tough to know because he hasn't been good. Yeah, I, I know it. Like a lot of it is your weapons, but. It's not all your weapons, as we've seen with Brady throughout his career. Yeah. Wow. Who you got for your sit, Rob? Matthew Stafford. I think at this point, he's just he's low upside. It's just not there anymore. Uh, his best game through four weeks is 18 points. They just don't have the weapons on offense like we kind of talked about earlier. Allen Robinson, he was my sit last week. He's not working out. I, I don't know what you're going to get there for the rest of the year. Uh, Cup and Higby are the only guys to throw to for him. And he's pretty much just forcing it to Cup, as we've seen with his, what, 54 targets, yeah. he said, through four weeks, which is crazy. Um, And on top of that, they're facing the Cowboys, who we had talked about are playing great defense right now. They're allowing the six fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So unless you got nobody else to play, I, I'd sit Stafford. Parsons is going to eat against that offensive line. Oh, man, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, they have two rookie tackles, right? Yeah, their line's struggling. My start at running back, uh, again, is going to the 49ers-Carolina game. It's Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, same sentiment, or I guess same idea uh, as sitting Jimmy G. I think the 49ers get up early, and then their defense to shut down the Panthers. So they run Wilson uh, they run Debo, and their defense puts them in the position to score a bunch of touchdowns with turnovers. So I think Jeff Wilson gets at least a touchdown or two. And if you can hear my newborn baby behind me, he's not happy. He is very hungry. I was trying to figure out what the heck that was. <laughs> I thought it was a cat, man. It's a hungry baby. Oh, yeah. Got to feed that kid. Uh, so I, I agree that that's a good start. Um my so my start last week was Damian Pierce. I feel like I was on a roll at this point. He had 25.9 fantasy points last week. Uh, my start this week is the players who are playing the, the defense that Damian Pierce played last week. So I'm chasing, again, I'm chasing the team. So uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, if you have either of those, obviously if you have Nick Chubb, you're going to play him. But in DFS, I think that you pay up for him this week. Uh, Kareem Hunt, like I said, he's a little bit uh, shakier as a starter, but I would put him in this week for sure. Um, once again, just because they are playing the Chargers defense. Good picks. My start of the week was my sit of the week last week, who struggled, James Robinson for the Jaguars. Uh, last week was his first bad game of the season, but this week they get the, the Texans. The Jaguars are seven-point favorites, which you haven't heard very much in probably right. the last five years, if at all. I'm not even sure. <laughs> um, 
So they should be able to get a lead and let Robinson run all over the Texans, who, as of this week, give up the most fantasy points to running backs. My my sits it strictly, I guess not really sit. It's because it's Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to sit Christian McCaffrey. But I think he was the third most expensive uh, running back in DFS. And again, going back to the 49 Carolina Panther game, uh, 49ers defense is just ridiculously good. So they are going to, in my opinion, make Baker Mayfield beat him, beat them. And that defensive line is going to be all over him. So he's not going to be able to. So I think Christian McCaffrey has a rough week. And uh, honestly, it's probably not even a close game uh, in the fourth quarter. So who knows if he's even in there. Good pick. Uh, my so my sit last week was J.K. Dobbins, and that was an oops. He played pretty well. He had twenty two point three points. I thought the game script would be favorable for the Bills to kind of just milk bleed the clock uh, late in the game, and the Ravens would have to try to catch up, and that did not happen. But go Bills! What a comeback! That was a great game to watch. Yes, sir. my sit this week is going to be Zeke going against the Rams defense. Um, They've only allowed one touchdown to running backs uh, and the fewest fantasy points so far this year. Now, I understand that there could be a favorable game script for them if if that Dallas defense can can eat on that offensive line of the Rams, but I'm still going to say sit Zeke this week. Okay, my sit of the week. I'm going back to that Buffalo Bills defense, even though Dobbins had a, a good game last week, and I'm saying to sit Najee Harris. Um, I'm just really not looking to start guys against that defense right now if I can help it. And Najee has been a low-ceiling running back so far this year. The The targets just haven't been there in the passing game. We don't really know what we're going to get out of Pickett. Like maybe he's going to check down more to the running back um, like Big Ben did last year. Or maybe he's going to not pass to him at all. And then you're really just getting three, maybe four yards of carry out of, out of Najee Harris, and you hope he gets a touchdown to pay off. Um, so my recommendation there is let's see how things look with Pickett, which could be rough this week, so it's not a good game to gauge that. So unless you have no other options, I would sit Harris this week. I like it. Uh my start at receiver is going to be Gabe Davis. Uh, part of this, again, probably a homer pick, but also part of it is, if not now, when? I think he's finally getting healthy. Uh, he's the clear number two when he is healthy in one of the best uh, passing offenses in the league. Uh, and I think the Bills put up a lot of points this week, so he should get uh, a touchdown. So Gabe Davis for me. Hey, speaking of Gabe Davis, he was my start last week, and he flopped for yeah, I hope me. He's healthy. Yeah, Keep he wasn't healthy. Right. That was a bad. Yeah, it was ankle. Uh, that was a bad call on my part. He had two point three points. That was just brutal. Um, but my start this week is going to be offensive rookie of the year, Chris Olave. He's had eleven targets per game the last three games. I just think he's going to eat. I'm I'm all in on Mister Olave. Wide receiver one there. Wide receiver one overall for the entire league, besides Cooper Cup. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay, was, maybe was, eventually. 
stretching it out a little too much there. Maybe if Winston gets to what you think he is. Um, <laughs> Winston is what I think he is. All right. He let's move on. <laughs> My wide receiver start of the week. I'm going to the Buccaneers again and going with Chris Godwin. He is uh, back healthy now after another round of a two-week injury. Um, He had seven catches for 59 yards in his first game back from that injury. And the Falcons are allowing the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So not the best defense there in Atlanta. And I think Brady will have a big game and start Godwin. I'm going going to that same game for my sit of the week. I am going to Drake London as my sit. Uh, I think Drake London's going to be very good. He probably has a chance to get up there for Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. But I think Tampa Bay has one of the best secondaries in the league. And at at this point, since they don't want to throw him the ball, I think teams are going to start to double or at least have a, sh- a safety shadow that side of the field um, because they don't want to throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. So uh, at this point, I'm taking away Drake London if I'm a defense and going from there. Yeah, Ryan, what's going on with Arthur Smith? I know you, you know of him from his Titans days. Hey, Is he just He's just like run, run, run now. It's like all he wants to he's do. A, he's a run, he, run, run guy. Yeah, I guess. When you, when you had Henry, right? Yeah. And and now he's like, well, I got guys that are similar to Henry, right? Uh, Cordero Patterson, and I can't think of what the heck is the other guy's name. Algier. Yeah, yeah Tyler Algier, Algier, and they got and they're under free agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those guys are close to to Henry. So run the ball. I mean, they've yeah. actually looked pretty good, honestly. Well, that's the problem is they they just won now doing that. So you know right. he's going to do it again. It's probably not going to work out, and then he's going to have to change things up. But I think it could be a rough week for the Falcons this week. I think he's trying to do exactly what Anthony just said. Now go double team um, my receiver on the outside so I can hit pits all day. So we'll see what happens. But I think I don't think he's that smart. I think he literally just wants to run the ball and he's going to just run it into a wall this week against the Bucs. <laughs> we'll see. So, so start Tyler Algier? Algier? Uh, no. Not not for me. I don't know. Maybe I, you guys. No, I, I also wouldn't just because I. I'm not sure if he's going to get the carries or if Huntley's going to get the carries. They got that other guy too. They have like three different running backs, even with Patterson out. Didn't Damian that have Williams gotten carries? Come back? And he's—I don't know if he's officially back, but he—he's eligible to come back this week. Okay. Whatever happened to Olison? Is he gone? The guy, the kid from Niagara Falls. Audrey. Oh yeah, uh, yes. I think they did cut him in the summer. Oh yeah, that's too bad. Um, so my. Uh, I lost my train of thought. We were doing sits, wide receivers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so my, sorry, I'm really tired. So my sit last week was DJ Moore. He had 12 points. It was an okay game. He was having a terrible season up till then. Um, and I'm going to follow the same idea. The guy who's having a terrible season, Allen Robinson, if he's not already on your bench, put him there. Yeah. I think it's as simple as that. He's been awful. He's looked awful. He looks washed and, Matthew Stafford only looks to one guy. Well, that's not true. Tyler Higby's been getting a ton of um, targets also, but yep. Cooper Cup is the guy there, and I think Higby is the number two. Seems to be so far, and I it doesn't seem like it's going to change because Robinson looks washed, like you said. So my sit, I'm going to a tight end, and it's not really a guy I want to sit, but I'm going to sit Kyle Pitts this week in the leagues that I have him. 
He was not at practice today with a hamstring issue, so we'll see how serious that is or not. Might be nothing. Obviously, he's had not a good start to the season from what expectations were. He's just not seeing targets from Marcus Mariota. So my uh, theory or philosophy this week with him is I'm going to bench him. So if he does bad, I'm happy because he wasn't in my lineup. <laughs> and if he does good, then I'm happy because looking for that lineup next week. Yeah. So I'm saying sit pits until I see him do something is what I'm, that's what I'm that doing. Fair. Yeah, I like it. All right. There it is. Start him, sit him. Uh, hopefully everyone has a good week. And now we are on to my segment. As, as you might be able to hear in the background, there's a reason that I have the dad joke of the dad joke of the week. So I have the newest edition. <laughs> Hopefully my wife would say that I'm a good dad. She would also say I'm not very handy. So let's get to the, the dad joke of the week. People are usually shocked when they find out I'm a bad electrician. Let that sit in. Oh folks. my god! Dude. Let that, that sit in, folks. So <laughs> Holy crap! When it takes that long, you almost had to explain the joke, and you know that's how it's a bad joke. There, there's that's definitely some people out there that be like, "I don't get it." That's how you know it's a good joke. Can, I just can you repeat that. that again, Anthony? Because there's definitely people out there, like Rob just said, who are still sitting there, like that was. I don't get it. People are usually shocked when they find out I'm a bad electrician. <laughs> But, it was I mean, funnier the second time around, actually. I don't know why. <laughs> the the setup, the delivery. I mean, sometimes you just don't need to be humble because that was just there. That was very good. Oh, you, you smashed! It was it was a terrible <laughs> joke, but the delivery you smashed. Yeah, it, it, it's a bad joke, but it's a dad joke. It's good. That's right. They're supposed it's to bad, be bad, but right? it's funny. Yeah. All right. So there's my segment. We're gonna jump in to pick some games, and then we got a listener question, and then we are. Fine, we're not finished with week five, which is just crazy. Season's flying by. All right, Rob, do you want to read them off? Yep, I will read them off same way as we've been doing it. The home team will have the line as I read it. So, Thursday night football, Colts at Broncos minus three. What order do we want to do today? You want me to go first uh, again since I'm in the lead? I'll say we got to recap last week first. Oh, yeah. Give us the rundown. Where are we at? Last week, week four, I had I led the way with nine correct picks. Rob was second with eight, and Ryan and Twitter were both at seven and seven. So for the season, Rob has 38 correct. I have 35. Ryan has 26, and Twitter has 29. You got a long I, way to go, bud. <laughs> I, I, I hate this segment, guys. Uh, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm my, like my, I'm so confused. My brother was here the other day, and he asked uh, if you're ready to grow out your mustache. Wasn't that the bet? Bet, yeah, yeah it is the bet, and, and doesn't really get much longer than this. Like I, I don't want to lose my other facial hair, guys. I'm, I'm scared. That's the bet, man. You better <laughs> start getting the bet then. How long is it for? How long do I have to keep this stupid mustache for? Just for the episode. Oh, okay. So, like, oh, okay. I can do that. So, you, then you can clean it off after, but you got to get it on, on record. Okay. Oh, man. 
All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do real well this week. I got this. All it takes is first? one perfect week, and you're good to go. That's right. You're back. Do you want to go first? Yeah, let me go first, Rob. You know what? You you just sit there and yeah. Don't. And... All right, I like that. Don't let us influence your pick. That's right. And I, I want to pick them fast too. I think you guys are able to sit there and think too much. I just I go quick. Just pick, 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 pick. All right, let's go then. Colts right. at Broncos minus three. Broncos. I also will say Broncos. Jonathan Taylor being out is an impact. Yeah, um, Broncos as well. Okay, how am I supposed to gain anything if you guys are picking well, the same games? <laughs> but this one, the line just feels like it should be more. I don't know. Something feels off there. Then again, both teams have kind of struggled. Yeah. Had their had their moments. Broncos not really. Colts beat the Chiefs, but moving on. Giants at Packers minus eight. Packers. I'll go Giants. Uh, Packers offense doesn't seem like it's the same. So I'll go Giants. The points. Do they even have a quarterback this week? Like, do we even know that? Like, that's what stops me. Even though the line's big, so I'll I'll go Packers. Steelers at Bills minus fourteen. Holy moly! Give biggest me the line of the week. It's the Steelers' biggest line, or it's the biggest underdog they've ever been in their history. I, I don't. I, I gotta go Steelers there, man. Rookie quarterback uh, against the Bills defense. I'm taking the Bills, even at yeah. fourteen. Same. I smell an go, upset. It's the Bills. the Bills' revenge game for the season opener last year when Pittsburgh beat them on a blocked punt. Falcons, Falcons at, at Buccaneers Falcons minus nine. Buccaneers. Big line. Yeah, I'm gonna like go I said, Atlanta. Arthur Smith's going to try to run those not good running backs into a wall, and the, the Buccaneers are going <laughs> to blow out the Falcons. Going Atlanta. Uh, all right. Next up, Dolphins at Jets plus three. Give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I don't really have a strong read either way here, so I will take the points. Give me the Jets. A start was Teddy Bridgewater, and I trust their offense uh, against the Jets, so I'm taking Miami. I got some different ones from Rob, so this could be a big week. So. Yeah, or, or we'll just split them and I'll look at nine and eight at right again, <laughs> which seems to be what happens most of the time. Next up, Bears at Vikings minus seven. Oh, wow. Uh, Vikings. I'll take the Vikings as well. Same. I just, the Bears are not a good team, even though they're, what, two and two? I don't think they're two and two good. Chargers at Browns plus two and a half. Uh, Chargers. This was supposed to be quick. You guys are thinking too much. See, I'm still confused we with the order. To be honest, sometimes I go second. Sometimes Roger goes second. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure that out too. I'll go. All right, I'll go second. We'll we'll lock that in for the rest. Holy of Holy dead air, man! <laughs> Give me the Chargers. Herbert should be healthy now. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. 
when it's closed like this, I just choose a better quarterback. So yeah, two and a half is really nothing line wise. So Houston at Jacksonville minus seven. Houston. Give me Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, baby. Detroit at New England, minus three. Detroit. Yeah, even teams, but is Mac Jones going to play? Probably not. Give me Detroit. We're all on the Detroit train. Titans at Commanders, plus two and a half. I'm going to go. I, I really think the Titans are the better team. I'm going to go Titans. I am. I do too, but I'm kind of surprised they're road favorites. Washington hasn't been good, though. So, yeah, give me the Titans. Taking Washington at home. Ooh. Here's Express a camp. weird one to me, too. At Seattle at New Orleans, minus five and a half. Yeah, give me New Orleans on that. I'm taking Seattle for sure. I mean, New Orleans hasn't looked good. Seattle's looked good. And for some reason, New Orleans five and a half point favorite. And Winston might not even play. Michael Thomas was out of practice today. Seahawks. Yeah, I think I'm taking Seattle as well. If if I knew Winston was definitely healthy, that probably changes it a little bit. Um, but Seattle's been able to score points, so I don't think it's a blowout either way. Yeah, they have one of the better offenses in the league this year. They're being aggressive. They're throwing more than they did when they had Russell Wilson. I was wrong on them. I, I bet them under five and a half wins, and I, I, I'm not seeing that anymore. So I don't know if they win this game, but I think they can keep it within a field goal. Uh, next up, we got the 49ers at Panthers plus six and a half. That feels like it's got to be a blowout going 49ers. Yeah. That, I don't know if Carolina's going to be able to score more than 10 points on that team. So give me the 49ers. Yep. Same. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, unless, for that to not call, it would have to be like 13 to 10 or 13 to 7, and they only win by six. I, I can't see them. I can't see Carolina scoring more than like 10 or 13 points on them. So next up, we got Philly at Arizona plus five and a half. Arizona. I will also take the Cardinals. That's a lot of points for a home team. That's not a bad team. So. Hey, Philly. I just I don't trust Arizona. Go Eagles. Cowboys at Rams, minus five and a half. Cowboys. Yeah, I'll go uh, Cowboys. It's a lot of points for a team that's struggling outside of cup on offense. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, I don't think the Rams score enough to really make this a blowout. So. This could also be the game where Cooper Rush struggles, though, and they can't score. So I, I could see this one going the other way. It's easy to struggle when Aaron Donald's breathing down your throat. Yeah. Not changing now, though. All right. Bengals at Ravens. Maybe the best game of the week. Baltimore minus three. Give me the Bengals. Uh, 
I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think I saw like the two games that they have lost this year. They've only been losing for like less than a minute's worth of time or something all season long. So I think they'll bounce back. I'm also, I'm also going with the Ravens. I think Cincinnati's offensive line continues to, to be shaky and Baltimore on us at home on a Sunday night, that crowd's going to be rocking. Notice how I'm not giving any analysis. I'm just like completely shook on these picks. I'm, (laughs) I just, I just wanted to point out too on this one. Last week during the Bills game, they had said Harbaugh had never lost. I think it was four straight was the most he'd ever lost at home. Then the Bills just beat him for five straight at home. I'd be shocked. Even though it is a good Bengals team, I I just can't see him losing this game. I I guess they could win by one or two, and they still don't cover the spread. But, yeah, give me the Ravens. And Monday night football, Anthony's – Raiders at the Chiefs minus seven. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go Raiders. Yeah, I mm, give me the Raiders. Seven's a lot. I'm going KC. Se- season's on the line. KC Monday Night Football at home. Arrowhead's a hard place to to go in there and play. So I, I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown. Chiefs could be looking ahead to the Bills next week, though. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I, don't think it, <laughs> I don't think it matters when you have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, probably not. Cool. That's all of them. Let's, that's it. Uh, that's all the picks for this week. Let's get to the listener question of the week. Wait for it. All right. Listener question of the week. What are the best toppings on a Sunday? Not not the week, the day of the week, but like the food, the ice cream Sunday. What are the best toppings to put on your ice cream Sunday? Well, you gotta have a, a sauce, right? Of some kind. Oh like chocolate or a caramel. Yeah. Hot fudge. Hot, hot fudge. Yeah, something. Hot fudge is delicious. Yeah, it's a good choice. I think, like, the most, I don't know, I, I personally love the peanuts. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, you got to have the, the chopped yeah. peanuts. Got to have chopped peanuts. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think every Sunday comes with whipped cream, right? And was it Anthony that doesn't like whipped cream? No, that's me. I'll skip Rob, all the whipped cream. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just disgusting. You dis- it is disgusting. You're right. No, you disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> I think number, if we had a rank, like a top one, for me, the top one is definitely caramel. Yeah. It is good. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I do like it. Hot fudge for me. I'd go hot fudge for over that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you guys like uh, those nasty little cherries that they usually put on top? Oh, God. It made my throat in my mouth. Just thinking I, about them. I love all cherries. Oh. I will eat it, but it's definitely not something I would put on my own if I'm building my own Sunday. What are those called? Maraschino cherries or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Oh God, it's so disgusting. Put put some of those in a glass of bourbon. Bourbon, what about like some candy pieces, like crunched up like M and M's or Reese's or something. Heath bar. Heath bar. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one, Tony. I don't think I've ever had that in ice cream. I have. No. Uh, Heath bar, yellow gummy worm in there, chopped yeah. up Reese's pieces, like. 
You start talking it, about candy, now we're up my alley. Yeah, you lost me on gummy worms, dude. I hate gummy worms in my ice cream. I don't like gummy worms. Gummy worms in ice cream, they get hard is the problem they do. I have. I love gummy worms by themselves, but in ice cream, they, they get too hard. Yeah. You got to eat them first. And then you have the ice cream as like the chaser. <laughs> so like take a take the gummy worm, bite the gummy worm, and then eat some ice cream? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rob, I remember you made, uh, I went over to your house one day and you made a, a it was a alcoholic beverage, but you poured like cherry juice or something in it. Is am I right or am I wrong about this? I swear you had like some sort of cherry. Uh... Yeah, is that what? It's what you got me, Anthony. I can't remember what what the drink was called now. Oh, uh, the Woodford Reserve. Yeah, yeah. It was like the the bourbon cherries. Yeah, those so were was, good. Yeah, I was pouring like the cherry juice into the whiskey. Yes, that yeah, was that delicious, was and you couldn't tell it was alcohol. That was a long time ago. Yeah, right. it's been a little while. Uh, are you guys good with that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think that was and good. Would you rather, this is the second question, Would two of two, would you rather talk like Darth Vader? I can't even do it when I'm sick, guys. <laughs> or like Yoda. Where everything is flipped, basically, when you're talking. I can't even... I, I want to do it so bad, but I can't. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to talk like you, like Yoda. That would just get confusing for me and for everybody else I'm talking to. Or I feel like you'd have to repeat yourself so many times, it'd get annoying. Yeah, You might have to talk a little slow as Darth Vader, but at least they know what you're trying to say. Oh, it'd be so annoying to listen to someone going... Okay. Neither one's ideal. I feel like you're that's, out of breath. It's just all the your time. breath. It's just breathing. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to yeah. make that sound every time. You're just breathing slow. <laughs> oh, Anthony, with like you know what Yoda sounds like by I chance. Do. I do. Can you by any? I'm not a good. Imp- not a good the imagine- Listen, I did a Canadian accent last episode. I need you to give me a Yoda. I literally got nothing. Oh. Come on, you're letting me down. I've got nothing. Rob, anything? I honestly, I, I might have to practice it. Maybe we can both practice this and we'll try it next episode. We'll have a Yoda off next episode to start a it. Yoda off. Because I can't even think of it. What does he even say? Like in the, I haven't seen Star Wars in a long time. What does he say? He can yeah. say anything. You can say happy, or like, happy birthday to you. It would be like, to you birthday happy or whatever. To you birthday <laughs> happy? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. I just I, I, I tried something. something yeah. uh, Anthony, I need you to try something. Just say, uh, birthday, the Bills will win. You are, or something like that. The Bills will win this Sunday. Trying to say that Sunday, backwards. the Bills will win. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Sunday, the Bills will win. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think Anthony actually had the best one. I'm not sure, but it sounded terrible and good at the same time. We'll have, we'll have a Yoda off next time. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter is at UltraflexFP. Uh, I am at Ultraflex Sutton. Rob's Ultraflex Rob. Ryan's Ultraflex Ryan. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere. And I feel like Ryan's about to say something. Oh, I was just going to say, wherever you get your podcast, if you could like uh, and like star our, or how you follow us, is that what they say? Yeah, if you could follow subscribe. us, rate, review, subscribe, whatever it may be, YouTube, at Ultraflex Football. Leave um, us a review. 
would be great. We love seeing those views pop up. Shout out to the the one person in Denmark. Was it listening to our episode? Was it Denmark? Yeah, our viewers in Denmark. Yes, yeah, our viewers. Thank you. Thank you for for listening. We appreciate you. And Anthony, anything else? Do you think we're the leading football podcast in Denmark? I hope so. <laughs> There's no way, though. <laughs> Doubtful. Nope. That's all I got. Excited uh, for this week of football, and we will talk to you guys next week. Go Bills. Adios.